welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hiya. Hey, everyone. How is everyone? Hi, I'm... Oh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, so I am Alexandra. I'm Tiana. So, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I'm just pulling everything over um, <laughs> yeah so um how's your how's your week been how's everything been going just the same literally like it snowed here um but I didn't really do anything in the snow I feel like I'm past that age now like it's I, I yeah. don't like coldness like I, I really don't have children with the snow yeah like it's just <laughs> like, annoying I actually yeah I actually can't be bothered with the snow anymore I'm just like uh-huh. but like we've had quite a bit of snow like we don't have snow at the moment but the amount of times we've had snow and I've literally done nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but... How's yours uh, Did you hear? Apparently, we're going to be out of lockdown. Yeah. March the 8th, <laughs> apparently. What do you think of that? Do you think is the right timing? Um, I don't know. I feel like they... I feel like they can't really keep... You know, like with the last lockdown, like I feel like they can't keep us locked down as long, if you get what I mean. And yeah, it's getting to like the three month mark now, mm-hmm. you know, if we count, because literally lockdown realistically did start in December. So it's getting to the three month mark now. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like they can't really keep us locked down for any longer. Um so yeah. yeah and as well we don't even know how they're gonna open back up the country because it might just be in the tears so we probably might still be in lockdown locked down true. but true it's but, just yeah. a bit confusing because like we just don't know if we're gonna end up in another lockdown in like three months again <laughs> and that the idea of that yeah i know just disgusts me like i, I cannot go for another yeah. year of jumping in jumping out jumping in jumping out like i'm done like if yeah, that happens I again i might literally move abroad for like the rest <laughs> the rest of the lockdown period because it's too much yeah, like it's stressful moving abroad that would be inconsiderate diana come on now i know but <laughs> it's getting to that stage <laughs> you, you need to be look you cannot be going to dubai and riding on camels that would be inconsiderate <laughs> To be honest. Be kind, remember? <laughs> yeah, but I'm considering it. I understand where she's coming from now. We're going to cut some slack. Yeah. As long as Holly Willoughby doesn't come on your back, yeah? <laughs> no, she won't. Oh, she gosh. won't. Yeah, she won't, she won't. Because you're going to be kind. So yeah, it's fine. exactly. <laughs> I am going to be kind. But um, I wonder, I was saying to you yesterday, like, are dates now going to be park dates? Like, are they going to be picnic dates? Is that is that the new thing for the next few months? Anyone who is still trying with this dating business right now. <laughs> That's all I've got to say to that. Like, I'm sorry. I know, I know. You guys have brought it on yourself. If you get asked for park dates, that's that's on you. <laughs> I agree. Like, I don't know. Literally, I'm sorry. Like, we, you can't even complain. What what else are they meant to ask you to do? So, like, I'm sorry. It's too um, much. Any of you it? lot that are still trying to seriously date in these lockdown periods, just um, good for you. Um, <laughs> and that's all I've got to say. <laughs> I just think it's, it's too messy. Like, first of all, it's still cold. It's not park weather. Like, it it's not my park weather, at least. Like, I will not be sitting on a wet grass. Like, I will not be doing that for, like, I don't know, for anyone. But, um, yeah, like, who. 
who actually has the energy? I guess it was Valentine's Day yesterday, but right now, when it comes to like new things, who has the energy to like try and make something work when you can't do anything except go to someone's house or go to someone's e- car? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I do, but I've heard that's what people do. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, times are hard, isn't it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> You, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> no one's judging. <laughs> oh gosh, no, I can't imagine mm-hmm. park dates. Mm. Not for me. I feel like I would go. I would go to the park if I knew someone a bit better, and it would be cute. Like mm-hmm. just as something to do when it's hot in the hot weather. Um, yeah. But you better like kind of. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like I would put on a park date. I feel like that would be okay for me to do. <laughs> with who? What with a guy? With a guy. If I if there was a guy that I had mm. and I would be like, Oh, let's go to the park like obviously this is after we've he's sport me a bit, like on a few dates, of course, <laughs> you know. And then I'll be like, Oh yeah, I wanna be nice. Actually, I'll make a picnic. Oh and we'll go and we'll sit in the park. I think I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would do that. But, but you um, don't want it planned for you? No, thank you. Because, like, <laughs> what are they going to plan? Like, are they going to... Deliveroo to can the I, park. Can I... Uh, <laughs> I guess I wouldn't mind that. But still, it's like... But then did you bring any blankets for us to sit on? No, they wouldn't. They, they definitely wouldn't. Then this is the thing. This is why I might as well plan it. <laughs> 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 why would I leave that to them when they can take me somewhere? <laughs> It's true. I just, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not about that. Like, especially imagine a first date in a park, like on the floor with like I can't imagine it. a sandwich no. with like cling sandwich. film. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys know, but I oh yeah, I hate sandwiches. <laughs> I hate just, them. That's so strange. Because what is not to like? Like, it's not my favorite thing, but it's just like bread. You said what is not to like. Yeah, what's what not is to there like? to like? <laughs> what is there to like about a sandwich? Do you like bread? <laughs> not really. Oh, not even like tiger like bread. Like I'll eat or toast. Sourdough. You don't eat toast. Uh, mm. I like I will eat toast. Mm-hmm. But like it's like the most bog standard of foods. It what don't, about like the like, topping? Avocado on on bread. Yeah. What on toast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What about it? Do you not like it? Like, I love avocado on toast. That's the most basic thing I've ever said. I don't mind it. I do like it. I don't mind it. It's just like, whatever. Yeah. Topping on toast. (laughs) No bread at the picnic (laughs) then. (laughs) No, thank you. Unless it's like fancy bread and there's going to be like a main course. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the starter. Then, okay. But I don't really like just, I don't really like just like dry breads. Like, why would I want that? Yeah, I know, but dry bread and dry bread and butter. <laughs> like, I'm not really about it. <laughs> what did you have then, like at, at lunchtime at school instead of a sandwich? I used to have hot dinners. All oh, right. Mm. And when I was on sandwiches, because I didn't like sandwiches when I was young, so I've been able to eat sandwiches now. But mm. when I was little, I would not eat sandwiches. So literally, like the times when I would beg for a packed lunch because no one was on hot dinners, so I used to 
be sitting by myself basically <laughs> and all my oh. friends were on packed lunches so um that that time and I, I never had sandwiches in my lunchbox mm. like my mum put together kind of other bits and bobs and like mm-hmm. snacks for me which I was fine with and then but then like some of the other kids told on the told on me like told on the <laughs> dinner lady saying oh she doesn't have any sandwiches she's not actually eating blah 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 and it's just like I was eating like I had snacks but then they would I don't know why was everyone in my business yeah, like why were they so snitching rude. like what my mum puts in my lunchbox has got nothing to do with them you know like it's got nothing to do with them but I really like to police children's lunchboxes yeah it's like, very nosy isn't it like yeah and remember like at school time when you weren't allowed to sit with the hot dinners yeah I don't, so what annoying. was that about yeah. I, I find school so annoying like m- most of these silly it rules is. like you've got to ask to get a drink you've got to ask to go to the toilet yeah. you've got to ask yes. to like sit it's with a your toilet friends thing. Yeah. The toilet thing is actually like I've grown up now and it's and it's like the toilet thing is actually barbaric <laughs> because I'm sorry. Why do children have to ask to go to the toilet for teachers to be able to say no? Yeah, that's gross. And say wait and actually what what is also barbaric is that you're alone you're only allowed to go to the toilet at two times a day, really expected. You're only allowed to go to the toilet at break time and lunch time. Mm-hmm. That's twice in a day. Because we can't we can't count before school starts because you've just come from home, yeah? Mm-hmm. And we can't count after school because that's just not fair. So literally, people are only allowed to go to the toilet twice a day. And I, you know what? I actually used to do that. There were some day, times in the day when I wouldn't go to the toilet at all because I didn't want to go in there. Aww. And it was effort. But do you know how, but do you know how unhealthy that is? Yeah, that is a so really bad. unhealthy mindset. The fact that you lot are policing kids and telling them that they can't just go to the toilet. Mm in a lesson because you're in the middle of the lesson it's disrupting the lesson shut up like I'm sorry like first you encourage children to bring water bottles to school you know because like and you know remember when that rule came in oh you're allowed to now to bring a water bottle to school remember (laughs) when that started yeah I do remember that like how mad is that before that we only had a no no I only had a, a cup of water at break time because oh remember remember milk time in yeah, primary school yeah yeah so we, only, we were only allowed milk time during school time That's and so at lunch time we'd have a drink do you know how do you know how oh. crazy that is we you weren't know, allowed to drink like all these dehydrated children the most disgusting up. thing is those those water fountains outside in the playground that were like rusty and everyone would like have their oh. lips around the little tap bit. Yeah. Why oh. was that allowed? Like, did you have one of those? We never we had, had that in primary school. Oh, it's just primary my school. area then. It's just uh, rough. There, there was water fountains in secondary school and then they all got replaced so you could fill up to like water filter so you could fill up your bowl yeah. oh, lucky. instead. So, and I used to always have like, I used to always have a bottle. So I was that kid who had grapes at break time <laughs> and a water... <laughs> and a water and a water bottle like um mm. yeah but do you, do you know how crazy that is like they let us just be dehydrated yeah and you know as well like one thing that I learned from my doctors because you know I said in the last episode I used to get UTIs quite a lot and I, I went mm. to my doctor and I had my kidneys checked because I was like what the hell's going on and apparently like one of my problems was that I used to hold it in my wee well, no, yeah. no I used to hold it in and I didn't used to yeah. let it out because I've just been told for my whole life oh 
like hold it in if there's not a toilet around yeah. just hold it in holding it in is healthy but it's not healthy like it's really bad yeah. for your kidneys because that's how that's how you that's like um another way you two utis are affected because like i i had a uti once mm. and it i think it was because i just wasn't going to the toilet because yeah and because and that was at uni but literally I wouldn't go to the toilet at uni and I'd oh wait God. until and I used to stay at uni as well all day so I used to stay like from 9am I would have lectures from 9am and I'll stay there yeah. all day until like 5 or 6 oh and whatever God. and I just I just didn't want to go to the toilet there <laughs> I just never used to go to the toilet and then my mum told me off she was like you need to be you need to be going to the toilet don't yeah. don't be holding it in make sure you're drinking water and go to the toilet but do you know how that's just that's crazy yeah it's, it's so healthy. unhealthy <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, I feel, really feel like these schools are just like I don't know why they they they've been trying to run schools like prisons. Mm-hmm. I don't it's really so understand it. And as well, like yeah. at lunch times, they used to only allow certain year groups in my school in certain areas. So like this part of the the playground uh, was for the old kids. This is for the young kids. We weren't allowed to. I didn't really want to interact with year sevens anyway. But like we weren't even allowed to really cross paths. I just found found yeah. that really strange. Like what. What's the yeah. issue? <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. It is weird. It is so weird. Why did they do this? <laughs> they can do that, but they what? can't teach black history or they can't they can't teach things that people need. <laughs> they they just um yeah. yeah, treat us like we're little prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nah. That's madness. Anyway, yeah. Onto the topics. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Justin Timber Timberlake. Okay, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Um yeah, so Justin Timberlake's recently apologized. Actually I didn't I saw the apology but I've forgotten didn't read what it. he said. Just I read it shit. but I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> it was it was very like said. you can tell it was written by his PR team. It's very like Yeah. If, if you if you were if you don't really care about apologies that much and you saw that you'd you'd probably accept it and you'd be like oh that's that's a good apology well done like that's a good response but, but it's just weird why is he apologizing now it's yeah, just that's such a random I mean. time like look at the bigger I understand, picture um when it was black square summer as <laughs> we're now gonna refer to it as instead of when it was girl black summer black square yeah. summer <laughs> black square summer <laughs> yeah when it was black girl black square black girl black square summer <laughs> Um, that's when most people's apologies came out. So why is his apology like seven months later? Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't really, is it even seven? It's probably longer, but it doesn't ages. really make sense. And obviously, and his, his apology involved two people as well. So obviously it's not really relevant yeah. to to black squares, but mm-hmm. it's still like him being like an avid um, culture vulture. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's just a bit like why why now and is it only mm-hmm. now because because the thing is that i saw that he apologized after i heard that britney britney's dad lost lost the case to own yeah. the rights of her anymore yeah. or something and yeah. um it's like oh and then i saw that justin tim blake had apologized and it was like so mm-hmm. he has his apology come out because of that yeah, I think basically what's happened is um, there's a documentary that's just come out called Framing Britney, and um, it's basically about how her dad um, has been, since she had her breakdown, her dad has been mm-hmm. like the guardian for her, so he's been looking after all of her finances, 
um, and she has okay. no control over it. Um, he he has all control, and um, she's he's basically had this control for like thirteen years now. And oh, wow. um, the the documentary looks at that as well as how the media um, basically was just so misogynistic and so like predatory mm-hmm. towards her when she was a teenager. Like there was so much conversation mm-hmm. around her, like whether she's a virgin or not when she was a child, like the, oh the media's gosh. fucked up. Um, yeah, so didn't she come out when she was like 15, 16? Yeah. Or well, she younger. was part of that group. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's some American thing. Oh, she was part thing. of a group. N- not a group, but it's like a kid's show with like her, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling. Have you ever seen those videos? Christina Aguilera. Yeah. I don't think it was a group. No? I think it was like a TV show. You know, like Barney, they used to have like, Barney the dinosaur. They used to have little kids. Yeah, like that, like that yeah. kind of vibe. I think I don't really know. But oh, okay, um, when she was like really young, then yeah, yeah. So she's oh. she's been known like since she was like a ch- like baby. Yeah, like, like very she's small. A child star. Yeah, um, and yeah, it looks at how Justin Timberlake also fed into um, all of that kind of stuff. So how he once they broke up, they were in they were in a relationship, and then they broke up, and he. Um, mm-hmm wrote his like first album and his first singles about her and he'd he'd talk in the media about taking her virginity and he'd um huh? yeah like he'd he'd go to interviews and talk about like having sex with her and stuff which is just so weird well, what the hell i know um but yeah that's he, disgusting he just wasn't nice like he made things worth yeah. worse he added fuel to the fire and well um, obviously because as a woman in the industry mm. and you've got your ex-boyfriend just chatting about your sex life what the hell that just yeah. damages that's just going to damage the woman's career that, exactly that, that's just it. exactly like, and it uplifted his is, career of course him being you know a man mm-hmm. being able to just be like oh yeah look what i did exactly right so gross. right okay um but yeah, so he he started spreading rumors of, as well, insinuating that Britney had cheated on him. So that that just yeah. made things worse. That, as well. that's um, that's like the premise of Crimea River, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That that song was about her as well, apparently. Um, well, but yeah, he's just he's kind of like fucked up. Like her her, well, he was part of like w- the reason why she had a breakdown. I'm just guessing because. The media well, just yeah, going for her all the time, and he was he wasn't really helping. Like, and apparently, four years on after they um, broke up, he was still talking about her and like writing songs about her and stuff. So she basically helped build his hell? his career. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's basically. so weird. As um, um, a lot of women are behind a, a bit, or a lot, a lot of women are behind a lot of these men's careers. Yeah, in it, you know, we do find out afterwards. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true because like even like music videos men need women in their music videos for them to be good mm-hmm. like exactly. there's not many videos where it's just men on their own you know like enjoying enjoying <laughs> themselves they're just like there's always a woman <laughs> literally but, yeah <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah so there's that that he he apologized mm-hmm. for that um and then he apologized for um janet jackson when at the super bowl he pulled her boob out of her top so okay i did not realize that i just know that um with the super bowl thing i just thought janet jackson had a wardrobe malfunction that's what i Mm. thought it was i did not know that justin timberlake pulled her boob out what the hell i i don't know if it was intentional or not but he his hand was no it's intentional no no i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) if someone if someone's hand goes to your chest goes to your neckline and mm. tugs it down. It's intentional. 
Yeah, it is like, because in no in no way. So say if they're doing like a dance move combo, that yeah. hands need to be flying to chess. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Unless yeah. they're doing, you know, like you know, like step. Um, what is it? Step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step up to dance movie, and they're doing yeah, like I was chest pumps. That. But Pop but in. they'll be doing that on themselves, and when they're doing it like that, their hands still need to be away from the chest when they're going like the, yeah. the pumping. But I'm sorry that you guys can't see me because <laughs> I'm doing it. You wish you could. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing it, but it's just like even then, the the hands don't grab onto chest because that kind of takes yeah. away from the effect. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, and you know and this was long before step up with the crumping and the chest pumps and whatever so you know like maybe yeah. stop the yards day but that, stop the yard actually, probably might have been out it, then but it's still it's actually problematic isn't it if you think about it because if he did do that on purpose that's sexual assault <laughs> yes it is it is and like you know what just what is just mad yeah is that because of this whole incident this was the birth of youtube like i don't know oh, if you yeah. guys know because i don't know if you guys know that um the person who found who like founded youtube who thought of youtube was like it's because he couldn't find a video of the michael jackson wardrobe michael jackson janet jackson wardrobe (laughs) malfunction at the super bowl he just couldn't find a video on the internet he was searching on the internet and couldn't find it so he started youtube so everyone could post videos on there so he could find find the janet jackson that is wardrobe malfunction and it's just like mad it is like I I feel like I get it in the sense of you know like when when you hear something happens so you want to see it mm. like it was that kind of hype but yeah. because with with media back then it was all in magazines and stuff mm-hmm. and he just wanted to see the video of it happening like yeah. everything's getting recorded so why can't we see a video which makes sense mm-hmm. and then he thought yeah YouTube and then I'll be able to find the yeah. video that I'm looking for you know because it's yeah. like the same thing it's like similar things with like remember when Madonna like her, her cave got Madonna. pulled back <laughs> Actually, I know what was so funny because I was watching that live. Yes, I was was like, I I watched it live. I don't even know why I was watching it, but I watched it live and I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh. (laughs) She just just got dragged by her cape. And like, this is why in The Incredibles, um, what's her name? (laughs) What was her name? Oh, this is why in The Incredibles, yeah, Edna Mode said no capes, yeah. (laughs) Because. They're too problematic. You can just get snagged anyhow. Oh my god! <laughs> but no, clearly, Madonna hadn't seen The Incredibles to, to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but what it was, they were meant to be pulling the cape off, and she hadn't undone the clasp or something. <laughs> and then she got dragged. By the dancers dragged her off stage. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, so bad, so bad. Do you think they lost but, their um, job after doing that? No, it wasn't their fault. She yeah, was meant to undo the clasp. She did it on the wrong timing. She should, have, she should have gone to the practice and then she would have got it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, exactly. should have, she should have done the dress rehearsal so she could get it right. So I don't think that was their problem. That was her problem. Yeah. Um, and you can't go blaming people just because you just can't do your own job right, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, but <laughs> with this, basically, I think the week after was the Grammys mm-hmm. after this Super Bowl performance. And um, Janet Jackson was banned from attending and she was supposed to perform and she was banned from performing. Yeah, because of this incident. Because of this incident. Yeah. Yeah, but this incident wasn't her problem. Exactly, but that's that's how it was framed. Like, it's always like that, isn't it? It's always the woman's woman's fault. But, um, yeah, Yeah, so... I just... 
I just don't understand why Justin Timberlake pulled out her breast. See, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. And you, the way f- information is filtered down is the fact that I didn't even realise it was Justin Timberlake who pulled out her breast. I thought it yeah. was a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> it's true. Because I thought to it the was fact that, that like, I initially. Yeah. I didn't even know that Justin Timberlake was involved. So like when it yeah. was like people saying, oh, Justin Timberlake should pro- apologise to just to Janet Jackson. I don't know. I thought it was for something else, plagiarising dance moves or something. I don't know. No, but no. like... She pulled out her breast. He pulled out her breast on stage. What what the fuck? That would not have been practiced. It's just the way that the the media protects men as well. It's like Yeah. It's it's so strange. But he he got to go to the Grammys and he got to perform at the Grammys as well. But she was banned. Like She was banned from the Grammys. Yeah. What the hell? It's so funny. For him pulling out her breast. Yeah. I'm sorry, this is just madness. It's madness. <laughs> it's no. Just, it leaves you speechless, doesn't it? Because how, how was that allowed? How, how was I know. that allowed at all? Um, but, like, I saw on Twitter, so, um, where... Yeah, so I had seen on Twitter... Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find it. That's all right. Because so I'd seen on Twitter where Justin Timberlake, um, where no someone asked Justin Timberlake, well, are you gonna apologise for X Y Z? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's this see was if five years ago, up. wasn't it? Yeah, five years ago, and he said he called you. He he said, oh, you sweet soul. I still can't <laughs> find the tweet to read it. Sweet I'm soul. Still looking, I'm still looking for the tweet to read it. I can't find it. I don't know if I. Um. He was patronising though, wasn't he? Like, he, yeah. he didn't want to apologise. And this was only five years ago. It wasn't like it was back in 2004. Like, this was five years exactly. ago. It's like, exactly. This is so true. And um, I'm just looking in all the wrong places. Five years ago was 2016. So Black Lives Matter movement was created. Like, it wasn't yeah. like there was no social commentary on, you know, like race-related things. Exactly. Um, it's not like it was um okay i found it so <laughs> the tweet goes so this is ernest owens he, he said i asked justin timberlake five years ago on twitter if he would apologize to janet jackson he called mm. me a sweet soul instead for for those saying he made mistakes nearly 20 years ago think again he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. basically and what just the tweet that justin timberlake had said was um so basically it was um ernest owens five years ago tweeted so does this mean you're going to stop appropriating our music and culture ah. and apologize to janet too hashtag bet awards to which justin timberlake replied oh you sweet soul the more you realize that we are the same the more we can have a conversation bye full stop so oh. <laughs> and it's God. just like that is just that's so dismissive what, what what who are you talking about sweet soul and like that basically that tweet was basically all lives matter Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all the same. That tweet was someone tweeted "Black Lives Matter" and he responded "All Lives Matter." <laughs> that's yeah. what that, that's what those tweets are. An asshole. But um, yeah, in but he's his, apologizing today. Yeah, in his apology, it basically says like I acknowledge that I have privilege and need to be vocal, um, and just stuff like that. Like him basically saying mm. sorry, I apologize to Janet and to Brittany. But at the same time, he doesn't say what you're apologizing for. It's just, it just seems so... 
this is why his apology doesn't stay in my head because it's like I apologize for Janet and I apologize to Brittany but it's like for what yeah you're not saying what you're accountable for you're just mm-hmm. apologizing it's like yeah I, I send apologies out to them two people and it's like hold on those two people are very different people mm. what are you apologizing for I think he did mention in there some uh, something around how he fed into like the narrative that the media was creating um or he didn't stick up for them or I, I don't but know even what does that once. even mean because like that's the thing I read it once as well like mm. you saying it back it's like I I did read this yeah but <laughs> it's like I remember I read it and I just didn't really understand okay but but why are you sorry? And why mm-hmm. do you need to say sorry in this media when we don't know what you're talking about? Because yeah. it's a bit like, for True. me, it's like it's out of the blue. But for him, he's saying sorry because now there's a documentary about Britney coming out. But then yeah. what does Janet... Yeah. Janet Jackson has nothing to do with that. So why is Janet Jackson and Britney's name in the same sentence? Apologise mm. separately and actually be accountable for what you're apologising about. Yeah. I think he put it all in one because the Super Bowl was the other day, wasn't it? And I think everyone calls it like Janet Jackson Appreciation Day or something like that because um, <laughs> the disrespect like that that she received, yeah. people trying to uplift her. But um, yeah, it's oh just his, his his apology is just reactive. It's not like he, he's been thinking about it for a while and he thought now's the perfect time. It's reactive to everything that's happening. And um, yeah. it's, it's 20 just years. things that just directly involve him. Yeah. yeah, but then is. again, Janet and Brittany have accepted the apology, but then people can still um, think that he's an asshole. Like, yeah, we don't have to accept it. Exactly, and like he's the thing is, he can apologize now, but he still reaped the benefits of um, this whole situation. He's still yeah. like a millionaire, and it's like exactly um, this is the time. If if you're an ally and stuff, this is the time to open your wallet. This is the time <laughs> to give back. Like maybe not to Janet and Brittany, but to women's organisation women yeah. in need to black women do you know what I mean like he's yeah. not an apology isn't really good enough when you're a millionaire just sitting there and you know getting your PR team to write something up for you yeah exactly I don't know I don't know about that one I don't know mm. yeah I just nah I don't know about him I don't like him <laughs> sorry to them man <laughs> I'm not a fan yeah um anyway um but yeah so other celebrities to drag um see ya <laughs> see ya she's just on, she's another annoying one well okay yeah fill um, us in on this see ya situation basically she's got a new film out i don't know if it's new actually there's just a lot of conversation around it now it's called music and um it's it must Have be. You seen... I think it's newish. It must be. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the film Rain Man? It's no. quite old. It's like in that from the eighties. It basically um, focuses on two brothers. One is autistic and one isn't autistic. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a storyline around their like friendship and relationship. But the guy who plays the autistic character isn't autistic in real life. Um, okay. And, just I think since then and probably even before then there's been a lot of conversations around like why are people who aren't autistic playing those characters and like because a lot of the time they um reinforce like stereotypes that aren't yeah um they don't apply to like like, all autistic people yeah like the same as kind of what like blackface was initially when um yeah white people would dress up as black people and you know play those stereotypical characters um Mm -hmm. 
So Sia has done something similar in 2020 slash 2021. She's basically um, created a, a film. I think the main character is that girl that's in all of her music videos. I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah, Maddie. Because um, I, I used to watch Dance Moms, yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> Yeah, there's a, time, there's a time where I watched Dance Moms and I literally yeah. like I had to stop watching because I was having dreams of people shouting at me all the time. Oh. So um, Dance Moms has a lot of toxic energy <laughs> with those mothers. <laughs> so I literally had to stop watching Dance Moms. But Maddie is like the star pupil of Abby Lee, basically. Mm. Like she's always top of the pyramid. She was like, oh, okay. like she's she's an amazing um, she's an amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Like literally she was like the star pupil she could do anything mm. she would get all top marks whatever um so like she has been in a lot of no she's been like literally in all of Sia's videos mm. basically um yeah. yeah like um as a dancer lead lead dancer actress and everything yeah um okay. so yeah yeah so um she played the main character and she um, isn't autistic in real life but she played an autistic character mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people with autism have said like it's very like regressive and harmful to be you know promoting stereotypes that just don't apply to autistic yeah. people I think it was very over yeah. the top it was like they were she was like her body language was just strange like it wasn't the body language that reflects mm-hmm. what most autistic people are like um, well as well if you think offensive. as well Mm. all of it would have been choreographed as well so mm-hmm. that's another thing that you need to keep in mind like True. there's choreo there's choreographers that there's gonna have been a choreographer for that video who would have choreographed those movements to be in that way in mm-hmm. which like she would have to portray it exactly how they want it to be portrayed yeah. Yeah. so um like even in those you need to think about like there's so many people behind something because this is so dangerous as well because maddie is not she's still a child she <laughs> like, is yeah. this girl is still a child like do you know how old she is i think did you say like she was 14, 14 or something yeah 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 like this girl is a child yeah mm-hmm. and at the end and okay she's a child she's a child performer who literally like she has to go out and do a job at the end of the day and kill it no matter what and there's going to be choreographers who will tell her to do something and they want it done like that exactly like that Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of pressure to put on a child who Mm -hmm. is just trying to he's just trying to be like okay you want me to do this but what like yeah okay but what does it mean like why yeah. why do you want why do you want me to do it like this and you know she has to get into that character as well and which is a mm-hmm. lot of it's a lot of pressure for a child to be getting yeah. into these roles and these characters because didn't you say that you heard that she had a breakdown or yeah, something she had a breakdown because she thought it was offensive and she didn't really want to do everything that the choreographers were telling her to do but um mm-hmm. yeah she she just wasn't comfortable with it and she had a breakdown which, see and that's, that's the thing so and like this um like this poor girl who's had to do all of these jobs mm-hmm. so young and literally she just has to get on with it like the way i believe runs her studios is it's <laughs> yeah. if any of you guys have watched dance moms like literally the way i believe runs the studio is like it's um what do you call army. it army yeah literally <laughs> like you so have sad. to do it and if you don't like 
if if they start crying, she sends them out. She's like, don't if you're gonna be crying, get out. Don't don't be in my studio if you're gonna cry and stuff like that. Like they literally they're not allowed to be kids. They're not allowed to be children. <laughs> you know, like and even like it. <laughs> If they're too serious about school, yeah, get out. <laughs> Literally, <That's> so wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, if you're not at the studio and you're doing homework, no, get out. <laughs> like, we're not about that life. You have to get homeschooled. Oh <laughs> um, That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, the the way she runs the studio, and so like I can imagine that this girl would have her breakdown, being mm-hmm. a child, and then she would have had to like snap out of it quickly and do it you know poor girl um but yeah basically it's won oh it's been nominated for two golden globe awards oh really um, yeah that's why it's um people are speaking about it so much now and um i think she like obviously she has had a lot of backlash like people have said Mm -hmm. there's already a lack of of representation of people um like with autism all all sorts of other things like i can't Mm -hmm. articulate it all properly but i'm sure there's podcasters who you know are actually autistic who can talk about this a bit more but um yeah definitely so yeah people are just really upset about it because there's already a lack of representation and um why would you i just for me i just think why the hell would you cast like a neurotypical person into a role that they won't be able to play properly they won't be able to Mm -hmm. they just won't be able to give as much as what someone from that specific background with that specific experience could give like it makes no sense it's just like what's crazy about it is that while she had this vision my my fingers are out again my quotation (laughs) fingers are out again while she had this vision to raise awareness of Mm -hmm. autism don't you just think it's crazy that all the time they're trying to raise awareness and they don't realize that they're erasing voices while they're doing it yeah yeah like all the time they think oh yeah i've got this amazing idea yeah this is what i want to show this is what i want to give to the world and it's like and then you take away these jobs from people who mm-hmm. are actually autistic people who are actually experiencing experiencing this yeah and they casted an autistic person for it i think initially or they they wanted mm-hmm. to go with someone who has autism initially but then they found maddie and they were like oh we'll give her the role instead <laughs> no but they're no maddie yeah like they wouldn't have oh, yeah, found they her. her they know her because she's in yeah. all of she's in all of sia's videos but the they thing said is, is that, that the autistic person might not be able to keep up with what sia's like vision for and for this the is the thing is. like so instead of working with that person and actually putting um measures in place where they can yeah. actually work with someone who has um a condition work with someone who has a disability um, as such instead of actually working with them putting in longer measures as in maybe longer recording time longer practices mm-hmm. all of that instead they thought actually no they're not keeping up with it so we're just going to go back with um with our star girl who <laughs> literally has been run run by a drill sergeant all her, like all her <laughs> child life so she can keep up with keep up with the strenuous training mm-hmm. times with the with the quick takes the quick and um we don't need to offer her any patience. Let's do that. And that's the problem in itself as well. Cause that just shows, that just shows the issue with the industry. It's like, mm. you guys are just trying to save money wherever you can by recording mm-hmm. these videos so, so quick. 
you know, yeah. just so you can get it out there. So you, you guys can make your millions of money. But like, instead of actually kind of going with a person who actually has experience with this condition, who also has talent and who can also deliver, but it just might not be at the same pace as what mm-hmm. you guys are used to. Instead, you decide to take that job away from them and give yeah. it back to and give it back to the same person that you've already that you're already giving your money to anyway that it's you're so already bad. used to giving your money to it's it like is they're, and it's, they're undermining autistic people's abilities and they're like they infantilizing them like making it seem like they're um children and they can't they're yeah. not capable of doing a job even though the role is yeah, for a child but it, you know, yeah exactly Maddie but this is it. the thing it's the thing is though is that the role is f- actually for a child as well however mm-hmm. they they are not even treating children as children and that is another issue with this it's that it's come from you're just so used to having someone who you guys can kind of you got you guys basically can treat <laughs> like rubbish yeah, basically because she's she's been trained to be treated like that mm-hmm. and when you're not used to it to try and give an opportunity to someone else that that, that it's it's deserved for them because that's what yeah. you're raising awareness for it's too slow for you and then that's how yeah. that's how they've come complicit with with um discriminate discrimination against against them so against true. against they've compl- yeah they've become complicit yeah. with the discrimination against what they even want to be raising awareness for in the first place it's so true and like if you think about it as well um like what we said with the rochelle incident who are the producers mm-hmm. and like who are the people that do the lighting exactly. and everything else in the background who are those people and Pe- who is going to be earning the most and gaining the most from this exactly people who probably don't even have any kind of relation to what they're erasing and that's yeah. why they don't understand why it's a problem yeah and something else within the film there's um i think there's quite a few triggering scenes that um yeah um, there was no flashing lights yeah yeah. and autistic people um like after reading a bit about it autistic Mm -hmm. people have um sometimes have something called sensory overload which is like it's photosensitive epilepsy as well yeah yeah yeah, stuff becomes too overwhelming and like if if this is your audience for the film why why would you not put a freaking trigger warning at the beginning exactly no just let people know what what's coming up it's just but then again odd Let's remember that um, she didn't think about that because that's not her audience for the film, though, is it? No. <laughs> She's raising awareness <laughs> on something. That's not her audience. And this is the thing. Like, these artists, they need to stop kind of... They need to stop trying to do something which they're thinking, yeah, this is a big thing. This is bigger than me. But then forgetting about the people who yeah. you're actually so talking about, who you're centering the conversation about. <laughs> exactly this is exactly the same as the Rochelle thing yeah (laughs) you guys think it's bigger than you and forgetting about the people who are actually centered in the conversation and taking the opportunity away from them (laughs) so it's just they will come lost it's ridiculous so lost Um, yeah but um Sia's response was basically quite defensive and she said I've been working on this for three years my intentions were awesome she she described her intentions as awesome (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Certainly not that from from the reviews we can see. Um, But yeah, people people say as well, like um, any representation is um, better than no representation. No, it's not. Give the representation to to the people 
who are um who are experiencing it yeah like i'd rather not i'd rather not see um angry the angry black woman stereotype in every single film i'd rather just see no black woman if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah, exactly. put stereotypes upon someone then i'd rather even i'd rather yeah. them not be involved it, it's like with them like the argument with friends how there's no black people in it but then when we mm. watch friends it's like there don't need to be no black people in that madness you know <laughs> it wouldn't run <laughs> like, like we're actually not when we wouldn't fit in in that group setting so it's okay that there's no black mm. people in their little friendship group because realistically a black person might not fit in their friendship group yeah you know even at that time in like the 90s there there were black sitcoms as well like exactly not so many especially in england um, but yeah but yeah like there's options back then now seems to have got worse (laughs) well not so much as see i wouldn't so much to say that there were options it was like we're allowed one show and like now we're not we're not even allowed that but <laughs> yeah it's like i think it's like cuz yeah there was an opportunity to have that studio or or of such but um mm. yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's just it's just see exactly that's the thing it's exactly what you said just maybe just don't just don't if you if you guys aren't equipped to show that representation then just don't show it because it's okay because it's not your job it's not your lane yeah we can have shows which have people who are equipped to show us like like um like Issa Rae with um Insecure you know yeah like exactly exactly and like with Michaela Cole she brought out um her sitcom (laughs) Chewing Gum and um and I May Destroy You like there's like just let the people who are equipped to do it do it instead of just mm-hmm. always putting in your your token light skin <laughs> light skin yeah. or mixed race woman <sighs> just to show that you've got some a bit of representation like yeah just sometimes it it's just not the, about it yeah it links to the white savior complex where they they mm-hmm. think they can come in like what i was saying with rochelle save the day and you know help help some people that are in need when like no who did you not, help that's not gonna yeah that's not gonna work yeah like who did Sia help with this movie and I'm just tired of this raising awareness thing like what is raising Mm. awareness doing are you going to put all that money that you made from this video to autistic charities yeah it's just is that that what your intention is or are you just going to keep your money I don't think because of this awesome vision that you had (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree 100% actually I do agree but um, I was doing some research as well around the Golden Globes and like the panel mm. who sits on it who actually who nominates people who awards the people and yeah. um basically there's 93 members um okay. and they're all of the hollywood foreign press association which is like a global okay. association thing um and um the like you can just probably guess what the demographic is behind it like 91 percent of the showrunners are white 80 percent 90 percent 90 percent are white yeah, 91%, 91% are whites. Okay. Yeah. And 80% so, of that are men. 
Yeah, so it's meant to be the global, like, it's meant to be a foreign press association. But I was looking at the names and, like, and the countries. There's hardly anyone from any African countries or Asian countries. It's very, like, European and, um, like, North American. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's where a lot of these, like, press people are from. So, obviously, there's going to be a bias there already. And then with, like, people... Um, you know, that autistic, I doubt there's any autistic people on the panel. Do you know what I mean? Like LGBTQ, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's just like, it's just a lack of representation there. So there's going, it's going to reflect on the movies that they pick as well. There's going to be like, exactly. it's going to be what they want. Um, they're not, <laughs> yeah, it's just outdated. I find it all it's very just outdated. It's do better. <laughs> yeah. I found it, um, so I found it interesting because Deanna did a bit, Deanna did, uh, research on the global glo- on the Golden Globes, and um, she was like, "Oh, Golden Globes know that they're being called out for being racist <laughs> because <laughs> they've gone and put all their nom- or they've gone and put all their black nominees first. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, on the list, the yeah, with the pictures and all the pictures on the, in the front page of black people. <laughs> but you know, do you know how hilarious that is? Like they were like, okay, let's show them we're not racist by showing the black people that we did nominate yeah. and put them right at the front, and then that means oh. yeah, yeah, we put them at the front. But it's like, how many of these black people are actually going to win these nominations? And as well, like, I'm sorry. So, you you showed me what I saw. I saw Hamilton was nominated. Mm-hmm. I saw Viola Davis was nominated. Chadwick Boseman was nominated. Which with Chadwick Boseman, like, yeah given the nomination but I also feel like have you guys just nominated him because he died and Mm -hmm. it's like as in not that he doesn't deserve a nomination but as in oh he recently died so we need to nominate him you know like when people Mm -hmm. always win these awards when they've recently died like yeah like Mac Miller was nominated for a Grammy I think when he died he didn't get it but he was nominated like the, the other year but wasn't there someone else what was was it David Bowie was he? Did, he? did he die recently? Like a few years ago, I think. The one yeah. who has the light, he would have the lightning strike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was randomly nominated and won Yeah, something. he was actually Remember? for an album because they dropped an yeah. album after he died or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm <laughs> So Do weird. you know how mad that is? And it's like, can we not give people their flowers while they're alive? <laughs> like, you... you <laughs> Can people can people not enjoy their awards while they're alive and like have Literally. somewhere to put it in their houses and stuff? But no, you want to give them awards when they're dead, and it's just embarrassing. It's just like, yeah, oh, it is it's so embarrassing. Just, it's not nice. So and with, with but, them putting, I was just gonna say with them putting the black people first, it's just insulting all of our intelligence. Do they think that we're gonna see yeah. that and be like, oh, thank God they've changed. They're great people. They love us. Like, no, I'm not fucking stupid. I can scroll. I can see that. <laughs> I can still there's only one person in each category. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that there's one black face and then followed by five white people. Yeah, literally. I just... uh, And as well, the thing is, it's like, it's not that... We only want to see more black people. We want to see more more variety. Like we'd like to see yeah. more Asian people. We'd like to see, you know, just like we just want to see just more. Just show us a bit mm-hmm. more, you know. Yeah, and definitely. Because I'm like, yeah, for something that's meant to be a worldwide, um, a worldwide award show, yeah. like it's yeah. just a bit, yeah. Yeah, we're tired. Um, but yeah, onto that. So, um, <laughs> uh, 
I May Destroy You. So we were talking about how, so I May Destroy You have, hasn't received any nominations for a global, glo- for a golden, global globe. Why don't you try to say that? For a golden globe. Um, I don't know much about yep. golden globes. Yeah. Did so I say the it right that, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you did. The category that um, everyone was comparing it to was the comedy one with Emily in Paris. But I, mm-hmm. I think... I don't think I, I may destroy you as a comedy. I'd say it's more of I don't know. It's, it's a drama, more it's a drama. It is drama. It? Um it's definitely drama. I may destroy you had funnier moments than Emily in Paris. Like so if anything, it could yeah. be in, in the comedy category if that's what the comedy I think that they're going off. I don't think it should have been in I don't think if it was in the comedy category I'd be like that that it wasn't a comedy. Yeah. I feel like exactly. it was just like it was just a really good kind of lifestyle drama do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah um, but the thing is is that because I don't think people were comparing it as such with the category but I think people mm-hmm. were more comparing it with Emily in Paris with I haven't watched it but as in how terrible Emily in Paris apparently yeah. was it's but, a mess. <laughs> for for that to be nominated for a Golden Globe so it's just like, yeah. to the point where one of the writers of Emily in Paris can write an article and say, I was a writer on Emily in Paris and I may destroy you deserved a nomination. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that that says a lot. Like, how can one of the writers of this show, of a Netflix show, actually say, yeah, this show, I can't believe this show got a Golden Globe yeah. nomination because yeah, it's the- kind of terrible it's kind of crap whereas I made the <laughs> writing crap. of I May Destroy You is fantastic and I yeah. can't believe we got a nomination and Michaela Cole did not like how how can, <laughs> how can it even a writer of the show go and criticise criticise the Golden Globes and be like just take my nomination away and give it to someone who deserves it please like <laughs> that's that's madness yeah the the writer also said um that i may destroy you their favorite um tv series that they've ever watched because of all of the topics that it like explores Mm. like sexual assault um like friendship dynamics when someone is like trigger warning yeah um, sexually assaulted and stuff like that like I, I really enjoyed it I thought everything was so great like the lighting the characters the like, script the, the and music and how it was done like apparently yeah. so um, so I was talking to I May Destroy You like a work colleague and she yeah. said that apparently one of her friends um, was watching it backwards by accident she didn't realise <sighs> that she was watching it backwards and apparently so um, I May Destroy You can be watched backwards as well as forward and it still makes <laughs> sense so <laughs> Oh my god! Like, I might try that. that I, I actually yeah. might try it. That is the genius of Michaela Cole's mm-hmm. writing. Is that like watching it backwards? It's still as confusing as watching it forwards. And mm-hmm. when they they were talking about things, yeah, and <laughs> they were talking about things. And obviously, so this girl hasn't watched it all through, but she's watched it from the end. And yeah. um, she's just saying things, and then. The other girl is talking to her like, yeah, and this happened. And then she's getting confused. Like, wait, but how do you know that that's happened when that happens at the end? But then they were still managing to have a conversation on the themes of it, even though they were watching it in different places. (laughs) Like, do you know how crazy that is? That is madness. Like, yeah, that's crazy. And it takes a lot of talent and obviously a lot of time and a lot of skill of knowledge to be able to like perfect everything like that. 
and literally um, and she actually the thing is is that with i may destroy you it mm-hmm. actually went through so many different themes mm-hmm. and like it just kind of like it went through different themes of consent and what that looks like and kind of yeah. making us think like okay but what what level of um what's the word like what level of punishment should be given for different types of sexual abuse and different mm-hmm. types of sexual assault like like yeah. we don't realize it but while all of them can come under the category like trigger warning but while all of them can come under the category of rape like we mm-hmm. we give different hierarchies for different categories so yeah and we give different types of gra- like like the gravity of it we mm-hmm. we place it on different things like some things it's like okay it's not that big of a deal when it's just like yeah but why isn't it that big of a deal and why are we letting mm-hmm. men get away with this and why and this is the fact that throughout it it shows so many different forms of non-consensual non-consexual non-consensual um mm. sex it showed different types of forms that actually kind of make you think oh shit like i've been in a position similar yeah, to that or literally same that, oh, oh my gosh like but that wasn't right when that happened to me like yeah obviously like well f- obviously in my in my experience i haven't had like anything as um to the um sorry yeah the sorry (laughs) anything to the extreme of of like rape that um that she went through however but they went through so many different types Mm -hmm. of non-consensual non-consensual situations that it was like it just made you think like oh my god like that yeah, yeah like that happens that's happened to me that I didn't feel comfortable in that sense or mm-hmm. um I think one of the most interesting parts sorry that I'm just chatting about no, it because okay. yeah <laughs> one of the most interesting parts of it was so when um they were on holiday and um her friend had a threesome yeah and it's mm-hmm. like so I thought one of the most interesting parts was that so she consented to have a threesome with um with two people but mm-hmm. she thought that they were all strangers she thought they they all didn't know each other and then it and then at the end it came out like when they left the place and she saw them outside and they were like high-fiving and whatever and then she like she felt a bit like like yeah. it looks like she felt a bit icky about it. It was like, oh, but she tried to kind of just ignore it. But she didn't consent to have sex with two people who knew each other. That like she consented yeah. to have sex with all of them being strangers yeah. in that party, and and that was the one wild thing that she had done as well. And that was just mm-hmm. something that she was in the in the show. You see her, and it's like that was the one thing that she did that was wild and not yeah it wasn't like she was proud of it but it was just something that she could just be like yeah I've done wild things and yeah and yeah you know and it's just it was just also yeah I don't like there was just so much into it there was a lot yeah it's interesting as well like what you're saying the situations that are like icky and they make you think oh like that was strange that was that something felt a bit off there like yeah and there could be more to it than just oh yeah there could be more and it was and as well even with the with the friendships in there with how 
so with the situation of how she was she was raped but she was trying to figure out what happened to her and at first it was like her friends didn't believe her and whatever mm-hmm. and then when it kind of came out actually okay this is this is real and mm-hmm. and it was just that kind of awkward thing like and how just having a small secret can just like really broke down different friendships because so mm-hmm. to cover up that the one friend because she felt guilty for actually leaving her that time mm-hmm. not realizing that that would happen which of course she, there's no way for her to know and mm-hmm. on her side it was like she she said I'm, I think I'm mixing up two different parts of the story <laughs> <laughs> Well, kind of from from the past and how in the past ha- her actions have been, it was like, okay, you like, to, you like to get high and whatever and you like to stay out, whereas I mm-hmm. need to kind of, I know my limit and I know when I need to leave. And it's like, although they would say that she had said to her, I need to leave, but the other girl obviously was having a trip, so she didn't know that was being said. From that one situation to when it came to like a similar situation at home where she want she wanted to leave and she mm-hmm. just didn't know if she was just having a bad trip because she mm-hmm. wanted to but really yeah. it was a bit the situation was a lot more dangerous um mm-hmm. it was just that kind of thing where the friend just thought okay you're just having your trip and you just want to stay out and you're always doing this whereas mm-hmm. on her part it was like you're always leaving me you know, and yeah, it's just yeah. that weird misunderstanding to the point where it involved another friend and the other friend's friendship broke down. Like, yeah, yeah. Because he was hiding a secret that he was cheating on his girlfriend or something in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just think, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot. There, there was a lot in there uh-huh. for how many episodes? Like eight? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't that. There wasn't that many, really. Yeah, like, for for such a short series, a lot, a lot happened and a lot went yeah. on, and it was, yeah, and it just really, I feel like it really explored those kinds of relationships very authentically. Yeah, and it was impactful. Like, so many people watched it. So, like, mm-hmm. of all genders, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone was watching it, and everyone was understanding and learning and. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it created change and it was like a big cultural moment because people were just talk everyone was talking about it um yeah so it's just a shame that it can't get the awards that something like emily and paris would get when emily and paris i watched probably about three or four episodes yeah just when i was like i wasn't really doing much it was just tv that was on in the background but from what i gathered it's not really it's, it shouldn't be a comedy like that I didn't laugh out loud once, to be honest. And it looks like online, <laughs> not many people laughed out loud once. I thought, initially, I like things like that. I like, like, romance, like, on, mm-hmm. on screen. I like, um, like, stuff that's set in Paris. I think it's it's always, like, so beautiful and nice. But, like, this... Sorry. <laughs> I just... You're, like, describing, like, everything that I could not stand. Which is why I didn't even go to try and watch Emily in Paris. I was like, what is this oh. rubbish? Nah, I'm good. But anyway, well, carry you on. you didn't miss out. You, you really didn't miss out because it was just... It was created by, I think, or written or directed something. It, it was something maybe produced, I don't know, by the um, people that created Sex in the City. 
Mm. So I think the expectations were quite high, and maybe this is a reason why it got nominated because the like network because of the people behind it, their friends, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think people expected big things, but it was just about a girl who works in fashion who um, was sent to from America to France to um, work with like a company and you know get ideas and stuff like that. But she went over to France and she was kind of acting like she was there to teach them about fashion so it's very um she she seemed very entitled and very um she the character wasn't very likable she was mean to her friend she was like quite xenophobic Mm. to french people like calling them rude and stuff and not understanding why they don't speak english um and then yeah so all of that was rubbish and then on top of that and as well that's like kind of i feel like that's kind of untrue because um, most people yeah. in France can speak English like if, like you know mm. if we go over to France and try to speak to them in French and like if you come into them with their with your broken French they'll just reply to you in English because it's just like please yeah. just like please just stop wasting my time you know it's that kind of thing yeah, you know? <laughs> like, yeah it's true it's you true. guys are trying but not trying hard enough so let me just I'll just speak back to you in English you know <laughs> but um yeah she anyway. just wasn't likable and like her her like some of her the characters in there that were like ethnic minorities one of them was like a black guy a gay black guy who was like mm. sassy he played the sassy they, character they love having the, the sassy the sassy gay black guy yeah exactly <laughs> and then another one was like an asian asian girl and she um she made like jokes that i don't think people understood like online people didn't really get it and like french people didn't mm-hmm. like it french people complained that it was like creating this like false narrative around what French people are like and um yeah, yeah it just didn't it wasn't it wasn't good basically and um that's why I, like I you know the main character Lily Collins I really like her like she was one of my like unproblematic faves because she just didn't really seem she's in good like romance films I thought oh I like this girl but now yeah this like the fact that she hasn't for me I, I don't think she's spoken out about it it's just made me uh-huh. think girl you're you're now on the list of problematic <laughs> people because yeah it just it's not very good so the fact that that got nominated and mm. I May Destroy You didn't get nominated it just tells you everything but I wasn't really shocked yeah. were, you, were you shocked well I haven't watched Emily in Paris so I was just like and I don't really know much mm. about these Golden Globes nominations I just feel like we because every yeah. year it's like the same discussion like why have no black people been nominated it's the same discussion with yeah. Golden Globes same discussion with the Oscars same discussion with um, with the Grammys every single year mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it, so it's just like no I'm not shocked <laughs> I'm not but <laughs> Me too. it's like you know yeah, I'm not shocked because it because it's kind of like oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's like you you don't you don't. For me, when I watch things, it's like oh my gosh, I watched this and this is fantastic. But mm. me as just a consumer, I don't realize like kind of the gravity of not getting these nominations you know yeah and then same. it's like when you when you deep it it's like actually how fantastic that was and how everyone was talking about it like it's the fact mm-hmm. that um so like colleague at work 
just was like, oh, have you watched this? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've watched it. And she proper wanted to have a proper debrief mm-hmm. and wanted to discuss it and was like, yeah, Michaela Cole, she's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, and she's, um, she's an act- she's an actor. So like, she was very mm-hmm. much into like, yeah, Michaela Cole, she's fantastic. She's an idol, yeah. everything about her. And like, she's met her before as well. And she's like, yeah. Oh, um, so it's just like, she was very much really wanting to like mm-hmm. dig deep and go into it. So then it's kind of like, everyone was talking about it. It wasn't just like black Twitter, you know? <laughs> it's exactly. Like when, when things come out and it's like, <laughs> it's not just black Twitter talking about it. It's like, oh, okay. Like there's mm-hmm. a really wide audience who are watching this and who have seen yeah. it. And, and as well, just like how, yeah. So it's, it's just a shame because especially when it really, it really must have resonated with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, yeah, definitely. sorry, I want to go back to him. Um, sorry, talking about you. Because <laughs> like, you know, the part where um, uh, the black guy in I May Destroy You, he obviously he had a bad situation with a guy. Um, mm-hmm. And then he thought, oh, I'm going to try dating women. And, and then, so he was, he was dating this girl who's dating a white girl and mm-hmm. she was kind of getting off that he was a black guy and mm. she was dating him. And so there was a part where she said the N words in a song next to him and he was like, wait, what, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, it's just a word, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was funny because he let that slide. Mm. But then, then the next time she was being homophobic and clearly like this is behavior that, she, that this girl is probably used to doing in front of black people. So, yeah. and like, if we kind of dig deep into um, like black culture, you know, like hom- homophobia, like unfortunately to say it, homophobia is rife in the black community Mm. like let's not let's not even lie about it like it is a Mm -hmm. big thing obviously you know we're obviously not homophobic however like i'm not going to lie and pretend like homophobia isn't a thing in the black community like let's not pretend Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it was kind of like so she was and it it seemed like she was so comfortable just being homophobic in front of him. Obviously him being a gay man, he wasn't okay with that. Mm. And like, that's yeah. obviously where, that's where he put his foot down and was just like, oh, I'm gay. And then obviously she was upset because she didn't consent to having sex with a gay man, which, mm-hmm. okay, it makes sense. Like she had a right to be upset, mm-hmm. but then he had a right to be upset as well because she was being homophobic. But it was just funny how the how he let the racism slide yeah i agree but the homophobia um, was like obviously i understand why the homophobia was a big thing for him him being a gay mm -hmm. man um but then it's just it it was weird because it showed like something that is something that we keep talking about like with colorism discussions as such Mm -hmm. that are black men just letting racist comments slide when it comes to their white girlfriends like is that a common thing and from what we perceive, it seems like it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I it mean? It does. Like, with, with, it does seem like it's more common than not because mm-hmm. just from speaking to like 
black guys who've dated white girls, they, a lot of them have experienced racism or like fetishization. Mm. And fetishization is racism, like it links yeah. to racism. And yeah. um, I don't think, I don't, I don't know how many of them would let it slide if a girl was send an N word around them. Maybe. Well, is, it isn't is. it similar to it's what to the, the tweets that we've just seen come out? The thing with um, Digger D calling out um, someone's ex-girlfriend, Theo Campbell's ex-girlfriend. Yes, yes. This is similar. Yeah. This is like this. This has just recently come out on um, Shadeborough recently, and Digger D's calling out Theo's ex-girl, like Theo's ex-girlfriend or alleged baby mama or whatever for yeah. her. Um, she she wrote the n-word on a thing in it no yeah, she reposted she reposted a meme page which said mm. the n-word in it but she was complaining like basically it was um a comment like complaining about black like men that. yeah yeah complaining about black um, men basically and she was just said yeah like oh soon soon i'll come back over to that side or something with her comments and <sighs> so Digger D was calling her out and telling Theo to to check his baby mum or whatever. Oh my god! Um, and it was like a bit of a mini argument. And Digger D was saying like, "You man need to stop letting this slide. Like, stop letting this stuff slide. You know, you know, it's so stop embarrassing. letting." It is embarrassing, and it's just like even from that this that small kind of like little interaction that's just recently happened, mm-hmm. kind of it doesn't confirm it it doesn't solidify it but it's just like well are you guys just letting it slide when it comes to your white girlfriends like it just it's it's seeming like you are you know yeah. and it's just interesting yeah. and like that also links to the fact that like one black women are always the one doing all of the fighting like they'll, they'll yeah. literally keep going with all of the ever, anything that links like for instance like I've I've spoke to like white guys before that have been racist and I've just dropped them like, I, I don't yeah. I don't I don't continue it you're not here for it some people feel like it, it's cool to continue it and then another thing mixed race children if if one of your parents is racist like these black guys are letting <laughs> their white girlfriend say stuff mm-hmm. that's gonna leave the mixed child with bloody identity issues and like literally just it's, it's too complex literally it is it's too much um but yeah like please give I May Destroy You its things because it was fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah. We've really yeah. gone off on a tangent from just a we quick have. dissection on but I, that series. <laughs> but. I do think though, just, just generally with award shows, we've got to realise that like, then they weren't ever meant to be diverse anyway. Like they weren't created yeah, with the intentions they weren't of being for diverse. Us. They yeah, didn't want us to be us. there. And it's just this is just another symptom of like white supremacy. Something that comes off of mm-hmm. it, like every every institution, yeah, is exactly, institutionally racist as well as these award shows. So we've just got to like recognise that and like exclusion, like us being excluded from these types of things. Mm-hmm. It's not new. It's not surprising. Um, yeah, but it's just it's a shame that it's um, just tiring. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and um, it's it's. I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen next because we've got our own award shows, but um, yeah, I don't know. They're not really the same, are they? Like we don't they're, we they're don't hold not, them to the same. We don't um, hold them to the status. same regard, not really. But I don't know. Well, I may destroy you. you should definitely be winning awards. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, if I May Destroy You was allowed to come out on Netflix, like if they wanted to pay Michaela Cole her money and give <laughs> the rights, <laughs> you know, like maybe it could have been... I don't want to say maybe it could have been bigger because a lot of people have been fine with it being on BBC iPlayer and have been yeah. make, doing whatever they can to watch it. You know what I mean? Because of how yeah. fantastic it is. So, yeah, like, Netflix should have just tried... But the thing is, like, Netflix have not been doing black, right, black female writers or black... Not even black female writers. They have not been doing female writers right because I've heard that there's a lot of series that have been cancelled that had... Uh, that were majority female writers. A lot of the series mm-hmm. that have been cancelled that aren't coming back for a second season or aren't coming back for further seasons um, were female writers. So, you know, like... um Netflix, we can see you. Yeah, <laughs> like... We, we know that you're one of the bit more diverse platforms. We can kind of see that with how your platform is laid out, with how your UX and algorithms are working out. However, we see you cancelling in our shows. We see that there's things that aren't as fair with mm. between men and women, you know, like with the whole Dave Chappelle versus Monique, you know, all of that. Like we yeah. see it. So just start sorting yourself out because I'm sorry. We want to see we want to see more shows by um female writers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I read this interesting quote by Solange mm-hmm. um that kind it says create your own communities, build your own institutions, give your friends awards, award yourself and um oh, have I made a typo? I might have made a typo, but and be the gold you wanna hold, my G's. <laughs> she tweeted okay. that like after um Beyonce didn't win any like Grammy nominations for yeah. well, it wasn't awarded I don't feel it wasn't nominated for any um for the Lemonade album which Madness. is is so true like really if we look at Hollywood it's controlled by pedophiles it's controlled by yep. white supremacists so mm-hmm. yeah like we just need to create our own create our own space yeah and thrive there yeah and I think we need to actually start giving the giving some gravity to these spaces that we're creating and stop shunning them mm-hmm. and stop acting like they're not a big deal. Like they they yeah. they are a big deal too. Let us let us have them be a big deal because that's yeah. you know otherwise that's why we're not you you know mm-hmm. like let's actually be let's be pleased with our own things too because we don't yeah. just need um, gratification from the old white men. You know yeah. And this is where also Black Square Gang, summer yeah. Black Square Gang, you need to come out. Like you, your performative stuff back in the summer is really showing now because mm-hmm. when when this stuff is being called out, how many of you spoke out? Like Lily Collins, mm-hmm. did you speak out? Like how many of you said anything about Michaela Cole? I saw um, Lapita posted something, but I literally haven't seen anyone else post anything about yeah. Michaela being snubbed like or calling out Emily in Paris. It's like you guys you you really you really aren't like yeah. the allies that you think you are <laughs> literally and let's just have let's just have that energy for it let's just have let's just have the energy mm. to be angry about it altogether because i'm sorry these people keeping quiet like it's just it you're it's another form of gaslighting because it's like you guys yeah. are keeping quiet to make out like we're being crazy Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so true like, like so true. i may destroy you doesn't deserve to be called out to be able to have awards you know when yeah that's not the truth a lot of people wouldn't be talking 
if if it wasn't true and you guys staying silent and not wanting to talk stop trying to gaslight us stop it yeah but um yeah anyhow so Mm -hmm. we want to talk about another series another amazing series um (laughs) another amazing british series that's come out so Mm -hmm. um it's a sin. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Well, I think a lot of people have watched it. I hope you've watched it. Like, please, my parents yeah. have watched it. So, <laughs> my don't parents know what started you last lot. night. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. So, both of my parents watched it. Like, so it was funny because me and my sister went to binge watch it. And um, then my mum my mom comes in, she goes, Oh, it's a sin. I was like, What? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it. I've watched it. But she hasn't she hasn't finished it yet. She didn't watch it. needs to go back. But because um, yeah. I know my sister didn't want to binge it, but I was braiding her hair. So it was kind of like, just keep. And we'd got to, we got to the end of episode four. Wait, no. Mm. Got to the end. How many episodes are there? Five. Five, yeah. Yeah, we got to the end of episode three and it was like, oh, there's only two episodes left. We just need to cry mm. it out and just watch it and firm it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very... I think it's really... I think it's really refreshing to have a show that is, that is portraying the AIDS pandemic in the UK because I feel like... So true. This yeah, is... So true another thing like it's like with the whole british the british thing where brits like to pretend like they are not any kind of phobic you know they want to pretend yeah. they're not racist <laughs> they want to pretend like they're not homophobic they want to pretend like they want to pretend like oh that stuff that happened in america didn't happen here mm-hmm. and you know it's that whole thing with um brits wanting to put everything under the carpet and pretend like it's not happening yeah, when which we were they, the creators of all yeah. of this stuff, like <laughs> which they, they portrayed very well in It's a Sin as well. Like, um, yeah. well, obviously yeah. we didn't create the AIDS epidemic, but like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's like it's this whole thing with they want to pre- like wanting to pretend like oh that happened in America, that's what it was like mm-hmm. in America. We didn't have anything like that here, and it's like hold on, there's a whole gay community in the UK, yeah. and the AIDS epidemic was happening in the UK. People were dying. A lot of people were dying from this. And it's from lack of information and lack of communication that people were dying. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was very, uh, I thought it was very interesting. Like, you know, the theme of um, when, sorry, what was the main guy's name? (laughs) Richie. 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 Okay. So like, you know, when Richie's um agent said to him, Oh, don't go home, don't be taken yeah, home. Oh like mm. the whole theme of boys be t- boys going back home was disappearing. Yeah. That was just a really that was really upsetting and it was really sad. Like mm-hmm the fact that this was going on and boys had to go back home and they were going back home basically to die in to die in places where they weren't feeling comfortable to die around people that yeah they didn't consider as their complete families who to die around people who didn't accept them as they were do you know what i mean and yeah. just how devastating that is yeah. like you know it's it's something that I didn't know like I didn't really know much about 
the AIDS yeah. crisis. I knew that it was a thing, but I didn't realise the age of the people that were dying were like my age, like mid twenties. Well, yeah, and of course. It, it's just like heartbreaking. Like the fact that they had to go home a lot of the time. Like if they did go home to their parents, their parents didn't even know that they were gay or yeah. Like so, they had to first of all explain to their parents that they're gay, and then on top of that, say that I've got HIV. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. Must have I just taken so much strength, and it's just this—it's just this lack of, yeah, it's this lack of knowledge. And I think actually watching it's a sin. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want this to sound stupid. Like I understand the concept of pride, like as in why it's called pride, because mm-hmm. watching it's a sin and seeing Richie, how he was actually kind of ashamed that he was gay you know mm-hmm. right up until the end he was he was kind of ashamed about it yeah and yeah. like i just understand the concept of like why it's called pride you know like have mm-hmm. like just having pride and just being your authentic self and just not having to hide you know and yeah. just you know yeah. and um cuz obviously it's not <sighs> Yeah, I just yeah, like this this it's a sin, it's fantastic. Like that's all I can say. It really like it was funny though cuz I said to my mom I was like, "Oh, what what do you think of it?" She goes, "I just really like it cuz they're all very likable people." <laughs> like she was just like they're all very likable characters, like you know, so she true. just yeah, she's just enjoying it cuz she just loved the people, she loved the characters. You you saw how their family and their friendships were kind of growing mm-hmm. and just like it was just a lovely atmosphere seeing them, seeing how they welcomed people like into yeah. the family and stuff and yeah, it was just oh, it was just beautiful to watch, really. Yeah. I like that as well. Like one of my favorite parts of it was like the friendship and the relationships because obviously mm-hmm. A lot of people, when they did say to their parents that they were gay, they got kicked out. And then yeah. I'm guessing that's how they all ended up living in one place. Or a lot of the time people did because, yeah, yeah like they, they were basically homeless. So they had to go and yeah. find people that were like them. And um, yeah, they ended up all in the same space. Um, but yeah, that's that's something that I, I enjoyed about watching the friendships. But then that equally, that was the heartbreaking bit about it because it was like, Friendship groups were just being torn apart across the world yeah, because the, like of families this. being torn apart because like realistically yeah. these are their families you know mm, and yeah, so true yeah they they were just being torn apart and it was like the actual families of the people who were dying were very yeah. much in denial of them of them being gay they were very much in denial of their mm-hmm. lifestyle they weren't they had shunned them all their lives for now when they're mm-hmm. dead they're upset and they want to blame the blame the fact that they are gay for the reason of them dying and that's why they want to be upset about mm-hmm. it so when their families are there attending their funerals basically have put basically went out of their way to basically put together their funerals which the other families then came to take over mm-hmm. and then just didn't want them there just didn't think they had a right to be there and it's like hold on yeah these people do you not understand that these people have been looking after your children all this time mm. all that time that you've had no contact with them so these true. are the people who have been their families and oh, i just yeah i think um what i found interesting you know with um richie's um, mother how mm. 
when when they came to the hospital when they found out he was in hospital yeah and they came and she was very much in denial and mm-hmm. he and Richie just said to his mum like plain and simple mum I'm gay um and she was in denial about it she was actually what I quite enjoyed seeing was that it showed it showed like a mother being erratic and angry mm-hmm. you know whereas and like the dad kind of almost accepting and kind of being like oh okay okay this is kind of making yeah. sense I'm upset but it's kind of but the one who was so in so much denial about it was the mother and I feel like that's something yeah. that they don't always show and it's just, when uh, so when it, it's something that can that is that can be common as well it's not always that dads want to be Mm. angry and upset that their boys are gay sometimes mothers are you know and I felt like it really showed that and it showed how you know when um, there was another mother in the in the kitchen and was basically being like what you didn't know that Richie was gay this yeah. whole time she was like I'm sorry he's like she was like he is the gayest of them all like she <laughs> she was like openly like how could you not know that your boy is gay like yeah. and then basically insinuating her being a bad mother like you have you even looked at your mm-hmm. son how how do you not know this and you know and it was this kind of thing like it was this weird thing like where you kind of question like can you blame the mother for not noticing but then at the same time, it's like, but you kind of can because I'm sorry, that was her son. Like he was kind of, you know, like you've given him a reason to like be ashamed. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I think I think you can. You can't blame her for not realising that he was gay because like you can't guess that someone's gay. Can exactly, you? Like, exactly. You, yeah. You can't guess that. But like, I think you can blame her for not creating a comfortable enough environment for him to actually be able to like and talk about his experience also, and his, his life yeah and I think also it was like you can blame her for keeping her eyes closed to yeah. everything because there were some things where I'm sorry they were hinting every time what was the girl's name sorry Emily Jill Jill Jill, Jill. her name is Jill Emily <laughs> sorry um, I actually thought her name was Emily you know no okay <laughs> when Jill so Jill came over to the house all the time and the mum was very much being like oh you're his girlfriend all the time and it was like it was funny because she was kind of latching onto the idea of her being his girlfriend it was like because as well you could tell as well their family were kind of underlying racist (laughs) you know (laughs) so Jill being a, a mixed race black woman um, always coming it was kind of like his parents latched on to him being with Jill like okay it's okay it's okay as long as yeah. he's got a girlfriend we don't mind that she's black as long <laughs> as she's a girlfriend like I'm sorry the way they kind of latched on to Jill and she kept being like oh yeah but you and Richie you and Richie are together and Jill kept saying yeah. no we're, we're really not, not together <laughs> we're really not and she kept saying and but she left it to Richie for when he was ready to tell them himself Mm-hmm. But she very much kept adamantly saying, we are not together at all. We we mm-hmm. are not. 
like I'm just here for emotional support basically you know yeah and, and the mum was um, moving mad at the end I was she so was. pissed off when like she was at the beach and she was like oh Richie um not trigger warning what do you say when people um, spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert when Richie died she was like oh yeah Richie's dead and I just thought disgusting are you serious like are disgusting. you disgusting that that just because I thought maybe I'll give her the benefit of the doubt she's she's a bit emotional right now because her son is dying but like that that is sickening. as well what it is is that we don't know the period of time yeah you know because they literally up and went to the Isle of Wight spent from London money. yeah so they well they spent Rich's money which I think is fair enough you know mm. They went to spend his money so they could see their family, you know, like yeah. he would have wanted that. What is he? And to be honest, the agent knew that he wasn't coming back. He was another boy who's mm-hmm. gone home. He's another yeah. boy who's been taken home. So the agent knew that he wasn't coming back. Like um, Roscoe was trying to be optimistic, like saying about a rescue mission. But mm-hmm. the agent was like, I'm not saying go overboard with a rescue because she knew that he mm-hmm. wasn't coming back, you know which is so sad but it's kind of like I feel like the themes with that oh did like did his mother kind of kill him by just taking him home because Mm, he had said his wishes were he wanted to try chemotherapy yeah Mm. and when the parents came to hospital and found out that was when he was starting to talk about chemo Mm-hmm. and then they took him out of hospital he didn't even get the chance to try you know what I mean yeah. and it's kind of like you coming in at that time not listening to your child at that time was the worst possible time you didn't he was in the best place for what he had mm-hmm. he was in the best place for um to be treating AIDS at that time so yeah. the fact that you came and took him out of that place that's just a bit like yeah do you know what I mean like so you could just controlling yeah you came in so you could control that situation yeah and it's just oh it's just so it's so devastating it's so devastating to watch yeah it is like there's there was a lot of tears and like you can't imagine Mm. being alive at that time and your friends dying like the amount of trauma that people probably went through and like they've probably got PTSD from it now like friends just dropping like flies like it's, it's awful and I think the government are to blame a lot yeah. as well for the mistreatment of um, definitely like, gay men. It was back Margaret then Thatcher, because, wasn't it? Yeah, like they they allowed the media to spread like rumors mm-hmm. about it being the gay plague and like all this misinformation around is it contagious, is it not? And like I read I read a BBC article and it said that. Margaret Thatcher basically didn't want to put any information around there about how it's being transmitted because she didn't want to promote homosexuality. She didn't want people to like explore it and like try it because she she thought it would spread more. But it's just like... It's so disgusting. Like, you know, actually, you know what's disgusting about this? Because I I watched Mm. The Crown, yeah. (laughs) And in The Crown, like I'll be researching like historical events and whatever. And they've just done kind of, they've just done Princess Diana and they've just done Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher being there yeah and i'm thinking they there was no reference to the aids epidemic at all no reference in the crown and it's just like i know it's to do with the queen and whatever and events that are Mm. evolve around the queen but i'm sure the queen should have looked at some newspaper being like oh 
all these all these um all these gay boys are dying you know what i mean like yeah, there's nothing yeah. and it's just it's just disgusting i'm just especially ugh. as diana was like going around helping or trying to help where yeah. she could like the queen yeah, can't really she, ignore that she that was a went thing. to um she went to america and she went um to the hospitals yeah they showed exactly. that they showed her that and that's another thing with britain putting it all on america yeah acting like it's an american thing again yeah and it's happening because why did princess diana not go to any british hospitals well we don't know that i haven't researched it to see if she did she might have done you know but like that's the thing they don't want to britain want to pretend like they're not associated with this kind of thing oh yeah it's in america it's an american disease it's happening over there you know Uh, i just yeah but something yeah. that's quite interesting, Jill, the mixed race girl, she's based yeah. on um, a real person. The oh, real she? person is the one who plays her mum in, in the series. So she oh. she's the one who, like, basically she had a few friends that, like, passed away um, after, like, mm-hmm. contracting HIV. And um, I'm, I'm not sure if the series was based on her or whether she, she just had some sort of input, but it's just kind of interesting that, like, um, Jill was I a think, real person. Yeah, I think maybe, just because Jill was very a very central factor of yeah. of the whole series, like, mm-hmm. like she was she was the mother who kept the glue together. And yeah. I thought as well, interesting, um, casting Jill as, as well as a mixed-race woman... Like, I mm. also feel like that is really interesting, like, with how... I, w- I was just thinking about this just recently, how, like, maybe being mixed race, Jill's kind of... Um, where she fit in in society was probably with... Um, with was probably yeah. with with um the people with the gay with the gay people you know mm-hmm. that's where she fit in with in with society as being yeah. mixed race not being able not really being able to mix with white society as such mm-hmm. not always being able to mix with black society as such because at the end of the day you're mixed race you know maybe yeah. that's where she felt like she fit in um yeah definitely because like interracial relationships were seen as like a sin as well um yeah so, like, she's the product of that so and obviously yeah, in the 80s it was more. like so i know the 80s like my mom because um my mom is a light-skinned black woman but like it was always like with black people they would ask oh are you mixed race before mm-hmm. they would decide if they were going to talk to her and then obviously oh when it's like oh no i'm black then it was like oh yeah 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 so like yeah you know and it, it's that kind of thing so like we can't pretend like that wouldn't have been like a thing at the time mm-hmm. you know um the part where you know when they're doing the lying for like mm. um when they're prote- protesting so i yeah. just thought yeah, what I thought was interesting as well. Like, sorry, we're spoiling all of this just so you know. <laughs> we'll let you know in the comments. Anyway, um, so they were doing a line for protesting about AIDS and stuff and then all mm. the police came. And yeah. I just found it interesting. Like, so basically, um, the police started picking up and carrying out the people who were lying down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just interesting that they had energy to beat up um, Jill being a mixed race woman. Definitely. And I just I just found it was like, okay, so you have the energy to beat up a black person. 
um, mm-hmm. and it's like the fact that this black person is sitting with the gays and stuff like that yeah you got the energy to beat her up and yeah. like literally and um, and my sister was like oh is it bad that I only cried at that bit and I was like well no because there's so much that's like we're not really criers at things but we are emotional yeah. about it so so much has built up with watching people die and kind of how their relationships are so much has built up although we haven't like shed tears or such, it doesn't mean that we're not emotional but when he yeah. when it got to he was beating up that girl you know and it was just like why mm-hmm. is he just beating her up it was like i can understand why you're just suddenly upset now it's not that we weren't upset for the other things it was just because yeah he just has this energy to be beating up the black girl literally which and he um, picked her out in the crowd yeah. as well like he walked through the crowd to get yeah. to her but um the reason why i think that is is because her being a woman um they mm-hmm. didn't want to touch anyone who was gay so anyone who was a man they True. didn't want to touch them because they had that had gloves on in case they would get anything. So her being a woman, that's why they went and beat her up to kind of show them, look, we're going to beat someone up and and yeah, it's going to yeah. be this girl. So that's why they had the energy. And then when Richie came and jumped on his back, obviously he he probably just got hit because he jumped on the back because he went to carry on fighting to help her. Yeah. And yeah, because um, yeah, they didn't want to touch any of the guys there because they're like, oh, you guys have the virus, yeah. so we don't want to touch you, you know. Like yeah, that made me cry though that bit. It did. And obviously with um with them beating them up, exposing blood, obviously it was like, yeah, we can't mm. beat beat them up because we don't want to touch them kind of thing. So True. Very true. Yeah. Um Yeah, but um I think I was I was doing some research about mm-hmm. HIV and on the NHS website it says while there's no cure for HIV, there are very efficient treatments that enable most people with the virus to live long and healthy lives. If you've been exposed to the virus, post-exposure, um, I can't pronounce it, but it's called PEP, P-E-P, or people yeah. PEP, but I've had people talk about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, medication may stop you from becoming infected with um, the virus. So there, there's so many things now yeah. in place to prevent like, it from a lot getting of, a lot the way that it are- was... A lot of yeah. people are living very, um, like very substantial lives with with HIV um, now. Mm-hmm. Um, now um, and as well, like so, it's not as it was where people are just dying. Like there are a lot of people who are who are living, and they're having mm-hmm. like very substantial lives um, with it um, as well. If I want to just. Um, shout out a podcast shout out to twos they um obviously they talk a lot about like lgbtq um plus issues and stuff like that um they've got oh, like yeah, a I lot of they've got a lot of interesting episodes where they do talk about um prep they have um like in some episodes i'm sure i've heard them talk about hiv etc as well um but they've got a lot of interesting episodes if you guys want to check them out um mm-hmm. but yeah um there was something else yeah <coughs> sorry okay i wanted to yeah. talk about as well so i wanted to talk about roscoe roscoe's character because mm. okay i like that um i like that he's a character in this and what it is is that i understand why he's not a central character Do you know he is a central character mm-hmm. but he's not like yeah. the main character of the story and I feel like I'm not gonna lie. I feel like Britain is just about ready to hear about the epi- um, the AIDS epidemic in the UK. 
Mm. I don't think they're quite ready to hear about the racism on top of homophobia. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like, because obviously being a black gay man is going to be so much different to being a white gay man. You know what I mean? Mm. And because obviously like especially with the AIDS epidemic, I did actually look at a video, I was looking at a series of tweets um, from Mm. the Metro. They were Mm -hmm. actually saved this time in my thing. But um, yeah, and I just feel like they're, but I I just, I really liked his character. (laughs) I really enjoyed his character, just as in um, how he Him was and Stephen Fry <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it was just like when Stephen Fry was saying oh I'm not gay then he was just like sorry what <laughs> what do you yeah. mean you're not gay like what the hell and he had a hard on for Margaret Thatcher or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was weird um yeah like <laughs> nah this, this is ridiculous like <laughs> sorry that was actually really funny <laughs> And then he, he peed in the coffee. He peed in Margaret yeah, Thatcher's coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, good. That's what that's what Margaret Thatcher gets for ignoring AIDS, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I kind of liked his character though because I loved like, his character, and I liked I liked the storyline around him because mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a representation of what it was specifically, or what it was probably like for gay black men back then, yeah, I thought it was nice to see a gay black male character that you don't see too much trauma like in the storyline yeah. it was nice to see that he was carefree and like you know he he enjoyed he enjoyed life like he he wasn't letting anything hold him back like his family mm-hmm. were just awful but he his character was like full of joy and that's but something is, that you don't see a lot yeah yeah i did i enjoyed that but i feel like i don't feel like his family i don't feel like his family were awful I feel like how his family, how it started, yeah, with his, that we're talking about sending him to Nigeria, mm. which which I know um, has happened in the Nigerian community. And obviously it's, it's, mm. it's dangerous to just be sent to Nigeria, especially, especially back in the 80s, to be sent to mm. Nigeria um, as a gay man, yeah. And mm. I felt like, I really feel like his mum and obviously his aunties like had mm-hmm. real love for him and obviously his sister because his sister was like here i've got this money for you leave run away yeah um to which he left but the way he left the house he dressed up in drag in his women's <laughs> clothes and went down called them what did he call them he called them bitches or something yeah <laughs> but they call them bitches but the way the aunties burst out laughing it's just like no yeah this family have love for him like because the way they burst I out laughing that was love though no, i but saw that more they, was just like laughing at him not nah, with him i felt like the way they were laughing was just like no if this boy is going anywhere he's gonna go with style like i felt like the way they laughed the way i took it was like the way they mm. laughed wasn't like we're laughing at him like we hate him I felt like mm. the way that we're laughing was I don't know I don't know if I take that because of how I've grown up like um, yeah. like in a black family like sometimes you'll mm. laugh at things and you'll be like you'll be like yes because they, they were laughing they were clapping like they were applauding him yeah. and I took it as in like okay they do have love for him but there's just not much they can do because like being in a Nigerian household 
being like mm-hmm. very Christian and whatever, like their beliefs are that you can't be gay. And I felt yeah. like all, and as well, them as women as well, it's kind of like there wasn't much they could do in the situation. Do you know what I mm. mean? And um, yeah. like the mum had to kind of pretend to be appalled and whatever. And like, that's kind of what I took from it. Like, I just didn't take it all as mm. kind of like resentment and that they hated him. I just took that as, nah, like there wasn't much they could do. And they were like, if he's gonna go, he's gonna go in style. And that's what he did. And um, yeah, but he was only going because they were threatening him. No, like, he was going because they were going to send him to Nigeria. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, the, and yeah, he didn't want to go. Yeah, exactly. But like, he can't go because obviously they were killing. But I don't, I don't believe that they. I don't believe they all wanted to send him to Nigeria because the dad went mm. and fucked off to Nigeria and saw what it was, and then he changed his mind about it. Like that's why I feel like the women in the family, while obviously for them they're beliefs might be that okay yeah you can't be doing that but I don't Mm. think they they didn't not have love for him do you know what I mean whereas until the dad went to Nigeria and saw how they were treating people with um with AIDS with HIV and they were treating the women like that as well it wasn't just the men like like there were animals and he went there and he saw that and then he was becoming an act he went and was doing research and became like a bit of an activist for it when he came back and then mm-hmm. came yeah. back and spoke to his son about it, you know? And mm-hmm. it was like, and as well, and at the end you see Roscoe, he goes, he does go home, you know, he does mm. he does go home. Like, I um, don't know if he goes home to live there, but he does go home. And mm. obviously his mom was there in the background and his dad was there. That's why I just like, his mom didn't have any kind of, oh, don't, don't come home to me, you know? It wasn't like, stay out of this yeah, house. Yeah. And when when he posted money and obviously he'd run away, like she was looking, she obviously she knows that the money's from him. Like that's, and like, mm. he wouldn't post money if he didn't think his mom had love for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he posted the it's money because he, he found out his dad had fucked off to Nigeria, you know? Yeah. And- Oh, it's just so sad that's that like- kind of how I take it. Yeah. It's sad that these characters will never see them again because it's like that's one series. Like we're not going to get anything else, and yeah. I love them. The, They're the just char- so sweet. All of every single character in this film is mm. just yeah, so beautiful, and mm-hmm. it was just so well done. Like oh, just Colin was just he was just so lovely. Oh, I love Colin. He was so lovely. Like <laughs> he was my favorite. Oh yeah, he was my favorite as well. I was so sad, and you know what the way they did that, like the little kind mm. of. I know it's not, you can't really um, STI shame, like kind of shame who's spread around the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was a bit of a whodunit with Colin. Yeah, Because it showed Colin just being a boy who was kind of like, he was a good guy. He he was innocent. He, yeah, he he was gay, but he didn't, but you didn't see him interact with anyone throughout the whole thing. And then you kind of see at the end before he's going to die, you basically, he was first in a homestay um, with a family. And, um, and then you see the woman who was of, you see the woman who like um, the landlady of the homestay, he was staying, coming to the hospital that he was in. And she's there saying about my son is no, is no, 
gay blah 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 and all of this and then it's mm-hmm. like you put and then you you see it and you see oh that must have been how he got hiv they you know you put two and two together and you realize that you mm-hmm. see that Colin was kind of taken advantage of while he was at that homestay. And it's like, maybe yeah. that's the reason why he just decided to just leave, you know, mm-hmm. like that could have been mm-hmm. the reason why he just decided to up and leave. Cause the way that boy was taken advantage of him, you know, and yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just very, it was just very sad. His story. Yeah, it was. But it, it was, was brilliant. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> but it was so sad. Like, oh. and as well when because when Roscoe even said it, even kind of pointed out how, you know, like when people kind of think, oh, no one's safe, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because Roscoe even said, look, I've been the biggest slag, and Colin has been an angel. He's done nothing, and yeah, how has he yeah. got it, and I haven't, you know. And mm-hmm. it it was just like, you know what? It was that kind of mentality. It was like, you drew, you just got lucky. It was a kind yeah. of like getting lucky kind of thing. And yeah, and as well when, I just want to touch on when Richie said at towards the end about how, because um, I was there saying like, well, has he still been having sex with people kind of thing? And mm-hmm. um and my sister was like, no, no, because he stopped that time when it was with his boyfriend. And mm. I was just like, but we we don't know. They just might not have shown it. And Richie even mm. admitted at the end being like, yeah, I went and had sex with people and I didn't care. And it was like his own That's shame. Yeah. And it's just the fact that like, there were so many people who were just driven by shame that because mm. of how they've grown up, because of how they've been made to feel they feel like they've got this virus for a reason like they deserve it Mm. you know and I feel like that's just what was just really upsetting like they they deserve to suffer because yeah they deserve to suffer because you know like the title says it's a sin you know and it's just Mm -hmm. it's devastating they just they did so much with it and yeah and they just did it so so well yeah yeah um <laughs> i did want to talk about sorry i really like delved into like <laughs> picking right. apart the whole the whole thing <laughs> i just wanted to touch on like um so you said that you had people saying that they were uncomfortable with the sex scenes <laughs> um yeah <laughs> like my uncle my uncle said it um like he was like oh I didn't expect it to be so explicit and I thought well it's about like people contracting HIV like what do you what do you think you're gonna see (laughs) but um yeah I wasn't with him like I I wasn't with him when he watched it obviously so I didn't have to watch him I just find it interesting how it's like people question things being um sexually explicit when it's um gay men having sex but definitely when when we see heteronormative couples having sex on TV no one's questioning it we see it all the time maybe like I'm just like look I I didn't mind the sex scenes I was like oh okay look at them enjoying you know (laughs) like they're all enjoying enjoying each other and it's just like what I don't understand is why is it that everyone's so embarrassed and whatever to see sex scenes with homosexual couples but then 
like yeah. and it's like oh it's in your face when it's a homosexual couple but when we're always seeing heteronormative couples on adverts on tv on every single film like aren't you not bored like oh, i'm yeah. tired of seeing well, them I, even, I literally think though like even with bridgerton people yeah. were uncomfortable with watching those scenes but it was only because it wasn't your usual tv like sex scene they mm-hmm. actually included like floor play and stuff like that and I think it's when men yeah that's true they, when it's something that isn't um, appealing to them yeah as in like the women enjoying because you know yeah. the Duke didn't get anything but she yeah, did yeah he was just pulling um, out the whole time that's all he, that's all he got <laughs> coming in the exactly. tissue so that's when <laughs> <Sorry>. oh. <laughs> that's when people start finding it uncomfortable men yeah. start finding it uncomfortable straight men yeah it's interesting it is interesting it is interesting and it's just like i don't know yeah i was just like okay it's i feel like i'm just tired of hearing it that oh yeah it's just like oh i don't want to see that and it's like but maybe don't watch it then yeah (laughs) skip it if anything and it's just like but but I, i also think like okay what's the root of the reason why you don't want to see it because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that if that was a heteronormative couple having sex, you wouldn't have an issue. Like mm-hmm. it would just, you know, yeah. like unless you guys are complaining, saying, oh, why does everything have to have sex in it nowadays? Unless you're complaining about that. OK, fine, go ahead. But then, mm-hmm. you know, don't watch 15s. It's not for you. You know, <laughs> like this is just don't watch anything rated 15. Yeah. You know, clearly stick you just want to. Yeah, just stick to stick to the universally friendly. Stick to a U. That's fine. You know, PG, <laughs> push it to a PG. That's it. But um. <laughs> Like maybe a twelve, but you know, twelves are getting a bit risque now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> but um do you know what I mean? And it's like if you don't want to watch yeah. it, don't just don't watch then. But it's like if mm-hmm. you don't have that same vim for a heteronormative a heteronormative show and couples mm-hmm. that are having sex, then like I just I don't really know about you because I just I don't think I don't think I felt I don't know. I feel like I felt more uncomfortable with Bridgerton than I did with It's a Sin, you know? Is yeah, that weird? I did, because of the faces that um, Daphne was putting in. Like, <laughs> like I just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like, it was just, I think it was just too, like, cringy. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I didn't complain about it because I don't really care. Like, I just yeah. I just looked away. Or I looked and I was like, oh, mm. I, don't, yeah. I don't enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't mm, yeah I don't know I just feel like I'm just tired of hearing how the excuses of oh yeah well you know I just don't agree with it and it's like okay what don't you Mm. agree with and as well it's just like I don't know I hear a lot of kind of religion being an excuse for why they don't agree with things and I feel like that that argument is just really tiring for me because it's just mm-hmm. that, in my opinion, I don't believe in a God that's, that's basically telling you to be judgmental of other people's existence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I agree. If, and if you want to serve, if you want to serve a Bible and a God that is telling you to judge how other people exist and to judge other people's happiness in themselves and their own mm-hmm. kind of self-worth... I just for me it's just like well I don't really know about I don't really know about that because 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, what I know is that, like, thy should, thy should love thy neighbor. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. And you guys, people who just want to be hateful because of what other people are doing in their own personal lives, what how other people live their lives, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's. It's just a shame because yeah I just I just think it's really sad that people want to judge how judge people on things that they can't control like you know yeah I think it's just um like so immature like why do you care what other people get up to why mm-hmm. do you care like about who loves who yeah just like um, focus why does on it yourself. hurt you sometimes mind your business yeah. yeah like is this really paining you I, I don't get it like yeah that's just mm-hmm. my opinion on it so um anyone who was very uncomfortable with seeing sex scenes can you just ask yourself why is it because you don't want to see any sex scenes <laughs> are you uncomfortable with every single sex scene that you see on telly at all mm-hmm. like are they just showing too much sex on tv now is that it or are you just uncomfortable mm. because it was it wasn't heteronormative sex like is that the yeah. only reason why you're uncomfortable um but yeah i think that's just kind of what that was just like the last thing i wanted to touch on because i just mm-hmm. i don't know it makes me feel uncomfortable when people want to tell me <laughs> that they're uncomfortable with these kind of things it's like yeah like what what do you want me to say like like cool yeah like <laughs> moving on what you want me to be uncomfortable too like i'm not and it just it just makes me yeah. uncomfortable when people want to i don't know i feel like for me it's like people are always trying to challenge me and trying to see what i'm gonna say mm. about something and it's like i it's like you already know that i'm not going to agree with you and that's why you're trying to see yeah. what i'm gonna say and i just feel like it's just I don't know. I think it's it's slightly offensive because why do you want to discuss this with me and not actually discuss it with someone who is having this experience? Why is it me that you want to challenge? And I I just feel like not that you should be challenging people. You shouldn't be challenging Mm. people who are going through this um, and who are homosexual. You shouldn't be challenging them. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why you want to bring that argument to me because it makes me feel uncomfortable because now you're trying to put me in a position where I need to argue for people for people and for an experience that I'm not going through. And that's, you know, like, yeah. while, yeah, I'm an ally and I'm happy to speak out about it, I will speak out about it. But mm-hmm. it's just sometimes it's like I haven't been putting in all the extensive research you know what I mean yeah yeah I think sometimes people like to trigger people like to yeah. get their opinions and hear their hear their opinions and stuff but like you don't have to trigger people when there's the internet like and you can read a book about something exactly. like if you want to know a range of opinions you don't have to go to people personally that yeah. you know might be uncomfortable with that or might might not want to talk about that like exactly. some people just aren't very considerate yeah um and like sometimes it just feels like they're trying to trip you up or something, can it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or catch you out. Yeah, and it's just like, but why are you trying to catch me out? Like just It's yeah. that whole thing about humbling humbling black women, like or yeah. like, you you spoke out of line or you that doesn't line up with what you said mm-hmm. you said the other day. Like some people just like that and they're yeah, just bored they do. and they're just idiots. Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. But um, mm. anyway, I feel like we've touched on everything. Um, but yeah, I think 
I want to just end this little segment on um yeah let's let's um protect protect everyone let's protect it's oh I want to say it's, it is LGBTQ plus awareness month history month right history yeah yeah so yeah, yeah that was a nice little segment to have in this episode that we can mm-hmm. kind of call out and I feel like yeah it's a sin was a really good insight in the AIDS epidemic in the UK and um Mm -hmm. yeah so we can get on to inject it yeah so what are you injecting this week um let me find my little quote um okay simple what's for you won't lower your vibrations that's how you know so What's for you won't make you feel mm-hmm. like uncomfortable. Maybe uncomfortable. What's for you won't make you dilute yourself, basically. Okay. Yeah. Simple. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so mine is... Actually, mine kind of links onto yours, actually. Mine's like, be at peace with now. So, like, just be mm-hmm. at peace with what you're doing in the moment and kind of what you're doing right now and just you know it's okay be happy we've got this we're alive and just let's just be at peace with that and kind of like take back some of this worry and the anxiousness that we might be feeling let's just try and be peace Mm -hmm. with where we are right now and just kind of yeah Yeah. just less of the worrying and being anxious for what's to come we'll get there Mm -hmm. yeah that's nice I like that that's nice but um yeah i think that's us that's it for us this week um Mm -hmm. i hope you guys enjoyed it like and let's just protect all black lives you know Mm -hmm. you know like if we want to keep keep it central to like black lives as well but let's protect all black lives let's protect black gay lives let's protect black trans lives you know because black lives matter doesn't matter until all lives all like all black lives matter sorry mm-hmm. before you guys misquote yeah. me <laughs> and if anyone's listening to this and you've got a racist partner and they keep saying the n-words please <laughs> dump him dump her yeah dump them, get, get rid. rid of them yeah we like let's just just hold let hold them accountable at least please and tell them that it's not it and if they've got a problem yeah. like, oh, you didn't complain about it before, well, just let them know that you're complaining now. <laughs> and yeah. it's not it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for us. So mm-hmm. I hope you guys have a great week. And yes, great yeah, week. everyone follow enjoy. Follow our social media channels. Yeah, I'll follow us on injected underscore pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Please tweet us as well. You know, we don't bite. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah so I am Alexandra at A-L-X-N-D-R underscore Nick I'm at D-E-A-N-N-N-A B-O-A-K-E on Instagram Um, drop me a follow drop us a follow but anyway drop us a message if you've listened yeah drop us messages we'll we'll respond to you (laughs) but yeah thank you guys for listening and 